matter. Okay, we're good. I, I liked how Sister Joy's voice sounded on it, so <laughs> I'll just keep it. <laughs> Chris says hello. He's having a good time. He, he and uh, Rex had an opportunity to go to a men's retreat at, uh, with Dr. Hattabaugh and his, his church. So they are, they are in Branson. So I know they're having a good time, but so can we. Amen. Amen. Well, let's, let's pray real quick. Father God, I just thank you for this opportunity that we have tonight. Father, I trust in you right now, Lord, to give me the words to speak. I pray, Father God, that you and I together, Lord, we're going to make a deposit in the people tonight of your word. I thank you for your anointing, and I thank you for your help in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, let's just get started here. Turn with me, please, to Jeremiah 29. I'm going to try to carry this little thing around so it can follow me everywhere I go. <laughs> All right, 20, um, Jeremiah 29, 11. You all there? It says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. Well, that's good. That's good. Amen. He knows. They are thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. There are other translations say, I know the plans. I know the plans that I have for you. Well, I'm glad somebody knows those plans. <laughs> I'm glad somebody knows those plans. Amen. Even if you don't know the plan, the plan is known. Amen. It, and it can be discovered. It can be found out. All right. Now turn with me also to Proverbs 16. Amen. Proverbs 16, 9 says, A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Amen. Amen. So we know this. We know that there is a plan. We know there is a plan. So uh, we hear this, but sometimes we can get to thinking, well, maybe there's not really a plan for my life, or it's nothing special, or, or you know, you're just here living. But there is a plan. God doesn't do anything by accident. Everything, everything has a purpose. We were, uh, my mother and I were, we were looking at my little plants the other day. I'm sitting on the front porch. You guys should do that every once in a while. Just sit outside and look at the birds, right? And I was noticing these little praying mantis things. And just sitting there watching it. We were like, okay, what's, what is that thing doing? Is it hurting? It's not hurting. No, but that praying mantis is there to eat the little bugs off my plants. Okay, so it has a purpose. It has a purpose. Amen. So he does not do anything by accident. You have, there is a plan for your life. And you know what? It's not the, it's not the same as plan for my life or your neighbor's life or anyone else's life. Amen. So there is a plan. Amen. The, um, the word heart here. A lot of times when the word heart is used in the scriptures, it's also speaking about your inner man. It's not talking about your physical heart. It's talking about the inner man, the, the true you on the inside your, or your spirit, right? So if you are 
a child of God, if you have accepted Christ as your Savior, you can, your heart, the inner you, the inner man, is in full fellowship with God, is, is in connection with God. Amen? Because that's where the Holy Spirit is, on the inside of you, inside you. So what's exciting about that, because God knows the plan. God knows the plan. And the Holy Spirit's inside. So that means that the plan of God for your life is already within you. It's already in there. And it's, it's just kind of tucked away in there. It's tucked away down in there. But it's in there. So that's exciting. It's not out somewhere else. Someone else doesn't have the revelation of the plan of God for your life. It's already within you. Amen. But we have to locate those plans. We have to, we have to access them somehow. Amen. And I was thinking about my house and all, all house. We're going to talk tonight about the master architect. I feel like I'm, I don't know where to hold this. The master architect. God is the master architect. We are not the master architect. Now, I can draw up a pretty good plan, like on paper. I did, didn't I? <laughs> I drew up, we're trying to get her to, you know, actually live here. But, and I had it all planned out on paper. I had it, every little door and everything. It was pretty good. Um, I think we could build it off of that. But there's things I don't know about, like, like plumbing or electricity. It's kind of important. <laughs> it's kind of important that we know about those things. So architects know about those things, and they design them, and then other people carry out those plans. Amen. So, but my, my house, there, there's things that are in common on all houses. All houses have foundation, don't they? They all have foundation. They all have plumbing, hopefully, right? You know, and here we're in the 21st century. We should have plumbing. And then electricity. All these said they have these things in common, but they're customized also, which makes my house different than your house. Amen. Amen. Now, the thing about detailed blueprints is that they cost something. They cost, they cost money, don't they? They cost money. They cost time. And you know what? It's not always easy. The more intricate and detailed a house plan is, it, it's a little bit, it's harder. It takes skill, right? And it takes time, and it takes time. So we're going to have a little fun. You're going to remember this, hopefully. You're going to remember something tonight, right? Brother Brett, yeah, I need some help. We're going to do a little demonstration. I'm going to invite, Miss Cynthia is going to help me. And Elizabeth, you're going to help me too. You didn't know that. We'll have a little fun. Okay, Cynthia, you can stand on this side of me. Cynthia is going to, you know what, I'll take that little thing. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, Cynthia is going to, we're going to pretend like she's God. With fear and trembling. <laughs> she's she's going to be God, and she has the ability to speak here, okay? Amen. Now, Elizabeth's going to stand here and be pretty, and you're, hold the mic for me, okay? Okay. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to demonstrate 
the approach that a lot of people take to their life. Okay, because God's our ma- here. God is the expert architect, and He Amen. specializes in life design. Okay, Amen. But this is the approach a lot of people take. Okay. Okay, so Cynthia's God. Yes. And, and I'm going to build a life. <laughs> God has the plan. Okay. I got to get ready. I don't get dirty. Okay. So God, God has some written instructions for me here. And God's going to tell me how to do these instructions. And I'm going to kind of try to get a glimpse of what I'm building. So what, what am I building? It's, it's in there, God. <laughs> I know I'm going to need some things. Okay, she's going to build a cake. <laughs> a Texas sheet cake. Texas sheet cake. Ooh, that sounds good. Doesn't it sound good? Mm. So what's, what's the first thing I need to do, God? The first thing you need to do is make sure you have the ingredients. Okay, okay, what do I, what do I need? Here, pretty lady, okay. help me. You need two cups or ten ounces of all-purpose flour. Okay, I'll get that first. And what do I do with that? You're going to put it in a, a bowl. Okay. Two. And two. use a measuring, yes. Two cups. All right. We got it. Two cups. Okay. I want them to be level. Okay, that be measured correctly. Okay. okay, sorry. Didn't mean to. Next thing you need is two cups or 14 ounces of granulated sugar. Like this? Yes, correct. <laughs> Very good. This is obedience. So I'm doing good. I'm following instructions. Instructions. Good. Uh-oh. All right. Next. Okay, next, I want you to get a half a teaspoon, half a teaspoon of baking soda. Have any, but I've got this baking powder here. So I'll just use it, it says baking yeah. soda. Baking soda. Oh, I don't, I don't want to go to the store and get it. So. Okay, then you and you didn't measure correctly. Okay. Wrong ingredients. I'm sorry. Too much. Can't, it'll. I think it'll work out. No, it won't. Okay. <laughs> the next thing you're gonna need is a half a teaspoon of salt. Half a teaspoon. Whoa, too much? It, but I went less on the other side. Mm-hmm. Okay, the next thing you're going to need are two large eggs plus two, hear me correctly, plus two large yolks. In here or a different bowl? 
in a different bowl. Do I need to stir this? Not yet. Not until you get no. eggs. Don't, not yet. We don't do that yet. We got eggs. Does it matter what size the eggs are? I want them to be two large eggs. Two large. Large eggs. Okay. Uh, no, they have to be <laughs> cracked open, and they're not large. This this will count for the two yolks. And I didn't. And you did not. <laughs> okay, this is not going very well. It's eggs. Okay, that is not going to go well. Wait. Okay. Next thing we're going to need, unfortunately, is a, a fourth a cup of sour cream. Well, I don't have sour cream, but I have some mayonnaise here. Okay, now we can't keep mixing stuff. I did not tell you that I wanted How mayonnaise. How much did you say? I said <laughs> a fourth cup of sour cream. <laughs> that looks sour good. Sour cream. It's pretty good. Next. She's not going in the right direction. This is not going to look good, you guys. Okay, next thing you're going to need, you were supposed to have, is two teaspoons of vanilla. Hear me. Okay. Vanilla extract. This is a teaspoon. And I don't have that, but I've got some vinegar here. And one. That's two. not measured too. It's over and excess and abundance. Okay. Next. Okay. Eight ounces of semi-sweet chocolate chopped. Okay, next. Where is your chocolate? Next. Okay. Three fourth cups of vegetable oil. Next. I don't want to do those steps. Okay. Three fourth cups, I'm sorry, of Three fourth cups of cup of water. Okay. You know what? This is taking too long. Um, because that's taking a long time. So I'm just gonna finish it myself. Because I know. I've seen people do it. I've done that. I need some oil. And that looks good. Good. And let's see. I don't. Ooh. I, it, the recipe does not call for this, but I like cayenne. I like things hot, and so I'm gonna add this. And this is kind of like people thinking that they can add a bunch of this, like sin, to their walk, and it's not gonna affect the outcome. And it's looking really good. <laughs> and I don't have chocolate, but I've got some raisins here. So, yeah. Do that. <laughs> All right. Who would like some of this cake when it comes out? You want some? After it's cooked. Okay, well, some, I'm not going to, it takes too long to cook, so if you want some, you got to eat it now. Because <laughs> when I make cake, I don't, I don't actually cook it, I just eat it. Okay, all right, I think I've made my point. Thank you.
So, uh, wait, okay, I got to get this off. You know what the sad thing about that is? I'm going to have to clean that up afterwards. <laughs> and I, and I, I did not get it on the carpet. So, yeah, that's not going to turn out very good. And what we do a lot of times is we do that. We add in a bunch of stuff that God never told us to add in because we thought it would be good, right? And, uh, yeah going to readjust here. Um. We can't just add anything we want to in our cake, right? And it's not going to turn out as the Texas whatever cake. It's not going to, it's not going to be that. So if we would just follow the directions, can you just follow? I mean, that's God saying, can you just follow the directions? Okay. Because, yeah. So the problem is a lot of people, some people, maybe you guys are perfect and you're following everything perfectly. Okay. But for everybody else, there's people that, number one, never even get to the step, that first step. Because I started out pretty good. I mean, I was listening. I was trying to. I was trying to listen and trying to do it right. Okay. So there are people that never even get to that step. They never even you know, look to God for instruction. But then there are some people, some of us, maybe me, sometimes, we start off strong. We start off strong, and then we kind of, we don't see it through. Okay, God wants some finishers. God wants some finishers because he's got a plan. He's got a plan. He just wants us to walk it out. He wants us to follow the instruction. Amen? So there are, there are some enemies, though to the plan of God for your life. These are not all of them. But here's some enemies that you might recognize have tried to creep in when you're trying to discover the plan of God. Well, the first one is laziness. And I'm not talking about lazy like, lazy, like I'm not out there physically working, but spiritual laziness. Spiritual laziness. Um, Matthew, turn to Matthew 7. Verse 7, it says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. There's a promise right here. I mean, if you've got questions, you need to ask. If you need to discover something, you need to, you need to seek. I mean, but you have to do that. It's not just going to be done for you. So we have to take the time. We have to, if we're really serious about walking out the plan he has for us, we have to take the time. We have to put in the, the work of seeking him for those instructions. And that would be taking time in the word, taking time in prayer, taking time, just spending time in his presence. You remember um, those that were here last time and I was talking about Psalm 91. Right? We have to take the time to be in his presence and not get distracted. There are so many distractions. And sometimes, you know, just our flesh, our body, we want to do other things. We want to do other things um, that in that time that we should be praying and seeking him about, about the plan he has for us. The second one um, is disobedience. Notice I started doing some things she 
differently than what what Miss Cynthia was telling me to do. I started trying to throw in my own little spin on things. And Isaiah 119, it says, the willing and the obedient will eat the good of the land. So, you know, there are no rewards for disobedience. So when, when, uh, when my kids do something that I'm not liking, and it's a continual, it's like a pattern, well, I'm not, I'm not handing out uh, trophies for them during that. They're not getting lots of fun stuff from me as a reward in that time, right? I still love them. I still want to do good for them and provide for them. And, and God's going to provide for us, but if we just continue in disobedience, God's not going to bless that. Amen. Amen. Disobedience is a sure way to cut off the flow of blessing in your life. When, when you're in disobedience, it's going to cut off that flow of blessing. Um, another one would be substitutions. So when I started, like, substituting vinegar for what was a vanilla, you know, <laughs> you know that's going to give a lot different result, right? <laughs> I can't just put any old thing in there, right? Um, this would be substitutions. My, my car out there. And thank you all. I really enjoy that car. For those that helped me get that car. Um, it's, a, it's a nice car. Well, and that thing has settings on it. Like my key, kind of like this, it's got settings that are programmed to me. And so it's got all my lights in there the way I want it and my seats and my mirrors and all that. It knows how hot or cool I like it, it you know. And it opens for me if I even come in near it. Okay, well, that's great, but see, Chris has a key, and has different settings on it, and so what's so irritating is if he happens to walk by that car before I get to it, it'll automatically load his settings, and I'll get in it, and I can tell it's his settings because he has different lighting and everything, um, and I have not taken the time to figure out how to just automatically change that when I get in, so that's on me. But what's irritating is it, like, tries to control how I drive. And I don't like that. It tries to, like, if I get even anywhere near over there, it, like, yanks me over. Well, I don't like those settings. And it's frustrating trying to live your life with someone else's plans, with someone else's settings. So we cannot substitute what God, we see God doing in life and think, well, that looks pretty good. I think I'd like to live that life, you know. But that's not the plan he has for your life. We can't just substitute and think, I'm going to do everything they're doing, and it's going to turn out the same. But when it's not, amen. So if there's a frustration in your life, you know, maybe we need to check up on some things. Maybe, maybe you're trying to uh, live someone else's plan, amen. And that, that could be comparing yourself to other people. It would be really easy for me to get up here and think, well, man, I wish I could be like Pastor Nancy or Pastor Morgan, you know. Uh, but that would be a mistake for me. I'd be doomed for sure. I would fail for sure because he did not make me to be Pastor Nancy. And so it does no good to try to compare yourself to other people because there's no comparison. There's, there's no comparison. When God has a specific plan for my life, 
in your life, there's no comparison to that. Amen. Another thing would be impatience. Impatience with the plan. Um, we want to cut corners. Maybe we get a glimpse of what God has for us out there, and we don't know all the little steps it's going to take to get there, but we've got a glimpse, and we know it's that general direction, and we want to skip steps and get to the end. But um, the plan of God is not just about the finish. It's about the journey. Amen? It's about the journey. And the thing is, journeys take time. They take time. They do. Um, the, if you were going to go, let's see, do we have that dirt pile back? We used to have a dirt pile back here. Uh-huh. And if I walk up to the top of that dirt pile, that view is different. Now, it didn't take me very much time, did it? A few seconds to get up to that dirt pile. That view's different. Okay. That, that journey's going to take a lot longer and a lot more preparation. Okay. But there are people that are willing to do what it takes to do that, right? So uh, we, sometimes we want the microwaved life. We want the microwave life. We want the, we want the quick and the cheap. Yeah. And the problem with the, the microwave stuff, it, it is quick and it's cheap. But who knows what's in that food? <laughs> they got to put all kinds of nasty stuff in there to make it edible. Okay. But, yeah, we don't want quick and cheap. I, with this, but the slow cooker... If anybody ever cooks with a crock pot, yeah. Now that stuff's good, isn't it? <laughs> you, can, you don't even have to almost do nothing to that crock pot. St- you just put it in there, almost no seasoning whatsoever, but just leave it on for a slow cook, and that's going to be really good. It's going to be really good. Yeah, we want that life. We want that life. It's a longer process, but it's tasty, and it's satisfying. So we, we don't want the microwaved life. Amen. All right, and how about this? How about pride? Pride was like when I told her to just go sit down. Okay, God, okay. I think I know. You've kind of shown me out there. I think I can do it. And I don't need you telling me every step of the way. Okay, pride, pride decides that it can do it itself. And, and we, can, we can do that. Um, 1 Peter 5, 5. Thank you. All right. 1 Peter 5, 5. This is what, this is what God thinks about pride. 1 Peter 5, 5 says, Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So if, if you want God's help, you need to be humble and, and recognize that you have, no, you have nothing in yourself that's going to get you to the finish line by yourself. Amen. So he resists the proud. Psalm 138. Verse 
says, though the Lord is on high, yet he regards the lowly, but the proud he knows from afar. Why does he know them from afar? They They have put him at the distance. The proud have put him at the distance because the proud acts like they have no need of him. Amen. And so, you know, that's what the devil did. The devil said, well, that looks pretty good. I think I'm going to take his spot. I think I can do it. I think I can be like God, right? And that didn't work out too good for the devil. I like this also. In, you don't need to turn there, but, in, you know, in Romans eight thirty one, it says, if God be for me, who can be against me? But can the converse of that not also be said? If God is not for me, if he's resisting you because you're proud, ooh, that's to be in with God resisting you. Amen. So those are some enemies of walking in the plan. But first thing we need to do, we need to decide we want God's plan to be walked out in our life. I mean, he's, he has a plan no matter if you ever do anything about it or not. He still has that plan for you. Um, it's, it's up to us if we want to walk in it. Amen. So that's our first step is just decide, uh, God, I want your plan no matter what it is. And even if it's not what I thought or what I would think I would want it to be. Amen. So here, here's a couple of things. We're not too far from being done. Um, about walking out his plan, some steps you can take. And the first is the foundation of the word. Amen. I feel like I say this every single time I'm <laughs> up here. But this right here, this is going to keep you safe. The Bible is going to keep you safe. And these are the, remember I said that the, the blueprint for different houses, well, they all have the same things in common to start with. This is what's in common for everybody. These are the, the basic instructions right here. Amen. This is the blueprint right here for everyone's life. First and foremost. And, but the problem is we want to skip to the upgrades. We don't want the basic structural foundational plans because nobody sees that sometimes. We want the upgrades and the customization right now. Put it in the microwave. Okay. Have you thought about this, though? Why would God reveal to you the specialized plans he has if you won't even follow what's written? If he's revealed stuff and you've, he's spoken to you about something in the word and but you're not walking in it, it's not the word that we know that changes things. It's the word that we do. Amen. Amen. You know, the, that movie, Robots, you know, the whole saying, see a need, fill a need. See a need, fill a need. Well, know the word, do the word. Know the word and then do the word. Amen. The beauty of a home and the, the final product that you see, it's all supported by a foundation. So your life needs to be supported by the word. Amen. The word of God is our foundation. And you know what? You've got you to gotta maintain that foundation. There will, cracks can get in that foundation. And what happens when a crack gets in your foundation? Other things in the house start shifting. And you'll start noticing the effects of that. 
There's going to be some cracks in your walls. Doors aren't going to shut right. Well, there can become cracks in the foundation that, that we build our life on the word. And that is when we don't maintain that word. So if you, get, if you really get into study about prosperity or like tithing like Sister Joy was talking about um, or about healing and you've got a firm, solid foundation on that, but think you've got it now, you don't need to think about that anymore. Over time, if you don't maintain that foundation, it'll start to get some cracks in it. And so you just need to, when you recognize that, you need to go back to that. You need to go back to what the foundation you built in that area that you're having trouble with. Amen? So we need the foundation of the word. Um, we need to practice his presence. Like I said, in Psalm 91, you know at the end of that psalm it says, with long life will I satisfy you. I don't know of anything that could be more um, satisfying than completing and fulfilling what he has for you. Amen? That's what's going to give us a satisfying life. Amen. The third thing would be to pray in the Spirit. And remember, at the first, I said the plan of God is within you already. It's in your inner man. It's in your heart. Amen. Um, that would mean it's not on the surface. It's not going to, you're not just going to pull it out of your Amen. You've got to draw it out. Romans 8. Romans 8, 26, 27 says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. So that could be us sometimes when we don't know beyond the word. We don't know the specific plans that God has for our lives. It says, But, when, um, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Amen. Now he who searches the hearts, he who searches the inner man, knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So when you are praying in the Spirit, even though your mind may not understand what you're praying about right now, um, but you are praying out the perfect will of God. As you do that, it, God will illuminate your mind to what you are praying. Amen. And the last thing I want to point you to go to Colossians 1. Who has been doing their assignment from Sunday? Yes. We'll get some people doing their assignment. Okay. Colossians 1. So we're going we're gonna to have the word as our foundation, right? We're going to spend time in his presence. We are going to pray in the spirit. And here are some specific prayers you can pray. You can just pray the word. Um, Colossians 1, verse 9 through 12, it says, and this is, uh, this is Paul, and he says, For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Why? Because when we had the knowledge of his will, we're going to walk worthy of the Lord. We're going to fully please him. And we're going to be fruitful in every good work. And we're going to increase in the knowledge of God. And we're going to be strengthened with all might according to his glorious power. Amen. So you would pray that. Just say, 
you know, just take it, take, put your name in there. Say, uh, God, I thank you that you have the knowledge of your will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that I may walk worthy of you, Lord, fully pleasing you, that I'm going to be fruitful in every good work and increase in the knowledge of God. I thank you that I'm strengthened with all might according to your glorious power. Amen. You just put yourself in there. I hope you're writing that down, Colossians 1, 9 through 12, because it does not take long at all to do this. And then Ephesians 1, remember his word is powerful, and it's active. It's not dead. His word is active. And when you utter his word and it's out there, it does not come back to him without producing something. So as you pray his word, it's active. It's working in you. Ephesians 1, 16, um, here Paul's praying again. He says, I don't cease to uh, give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know, that we may know, what is the hope of his calling? What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe? Amen. So I would pray just like this. I'd say, uh, Father, I thank you that you are giving unto me the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Christ. I thank you for opening the eyes of my understanding that I know what it is that you've called me to do, Lord. That I know everything that belongs to me in Christ. And that I may know by experience the exceeding greatness of your power that's towards me. I mean, you cannot go wrong praying those prayers. Amen. You cannot go wrong praying those prayers. Amen. So as you do these things, um, it's going to become clear. Just, just set, hey, just set your mind. I'm going to do these things. I need some answers. I need next steps. You need to do these things. Keep in the word. Pray. Pray these prayers. Pray in the spirit. Amen. And just decide, hey, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna mess up my life by throwing a bunch of cayenne pepper in it, right? Because <laughs> that, that would have been bad. That would have been bad. But it's gonna become clear to you, um, at least that glimpse of what he has, and he's gonna speak to you about next steps. Expect him to just like reveal, lay out the whole thing, right? Because if you had the entire thing, you wouldn't even ask him for help anymore. You wouldn't, he would be unnecessary if he gave you every single thing you ever had to do to walk out his plan. Amen? Amen. Well, are you helped tonight? <laughs> you all can stand with me. Amen. Stand with me. We'll dismiss. Father God.